Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. Today's message, Then God Stepped In. When you least expect it, God will step into a situation. It may be as an intervention, or it may be as a judgment that brings his wrath. Daniel 6.16 Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him in the den of lions. Now the king spoke and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou serve continually, he will deliver you. Daniel was one of many people who were taken into captivity when King Nebuchadnezzar took Jerusalem. Daniel was very faithful to God. Daniel and his friends and others of nobility were chosen by the king to reside in the palace. The king wanted these individuals in his palace because they were educated and they were the children of princes and the former king. Under King Nebuchadnezzar's rule, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself in any way. He refused to eat the meat of the king or drink his wine. God gave Daniel favor with the prince of the eunuchs. He was in charge of all of these men. He told Daniel that he feared the king would have his head if Daniel and his friends looked worse than the others because they refused to eat the meat and drink the wine. So I'll paraphrase now. Daniel suggested that the eunuch give him and his friends pulse and water. Pulse is vegetables. So he asked for two weeks, give us pulse and wine. And the eunuch agreed. And in that two-week period, Daniel and his friends looked better and healthier than the men who ate meat and drank the wine. So it was agreed that they could eat vegetables and have their water instead of eating the meat and the wine from the king's table. God gave Daniel and his friends spiritual gifts. Daniel served King Nebuchadnezzar and revealed dreams to him that no one else could interpret. His service under Nebuchadnezzar can be found in Daniel 1, 1 through 4, 37. His service under King Belshazzar is in Daniel 5, 1 through 31. After King Belshazzar was slain, Daniel served under King Darius. Whether of jealousy, malice, or an evil nature, people will often plot against you. However, when God gives favor to someone, his purpose will manifest no matter what. When man tries to do wickedness to God's chosen, it will not come to pass, and they will answer for their wickedness. God continues to give Daniel favor. Daniel 6, 1 through 4. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom an hundred and twenty princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. 
and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give account unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. The evil nature and jealousy of the presidents and the princes targeted Daniel. They could find no fault in him, so they schemed and come up with a plot to trap him. It says in Daniel 6, 5 through 7, Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said, Thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, and the princes, the counselors, and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statute, and to make a firm decree, that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Daniel knew that this decree was written, but he continued in his prayer three times a day. When those men saw him, they reported him to the king. Daniel 6.13-6.16 through 6, 16 reads, Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but make his own petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored till going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king, and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians that no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spoke and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou serve continually, he will deliver thee. King Darius was displeased by Daniel's situation, but the princes reminded him he could not change what he had already signed as a decree. Nevertheless, God honored Daniel and his loyalty. The king wasn't aware of this plot against Daniel, and these men who accused Daniel truly believed they had the victory over him. In their minds, there was no way Daniel would survive the night with hungry lions. In truth, who would survive a night in a lion's den with hungry lions? But God stepped in. Daniel six seventeen through 28, it tells us, And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, 
and the king sealed it with his own signet, and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting, neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spoke and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou serve continually, able to deliver you from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel, and has shut the lion's mouth, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, innocency was found in me. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceeding glad for him, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. It says in Daniel 6.24-28, And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, and steadfast forever, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be ever unto the end. He delivered and rescued, and he worked signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. God manifest his divine power and stopped the evil plotted against Daniel by shutting the mouths of the lion. The men who plotted against Daniel received the exact fate that they had planned for Daniel. Daniel was devoted to serving God all his life. Reading the book of Daniel, you will see how he lived for God. He didn't straddle the fence. He remained consistent and faithful in service to God. And God gave him favor all through his life, even though he was in captivity. We saw how God stepped in and intervened for his faithful servant, Daniel. But God will step in and deliver judgment and wrath also when he feels the need. In Genesis eighteen twenty and 21, it says, And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is to come unto me. And if not, I will know. 
Walking through the streets of Sodom and Gomorrah, the angels looked like men. Lot convinced them to come to his house rather than roam the streets. So they did go with Lot to his home. The citizens of Sodom and Gomorrah saw the newcomers go into Lot's house and they went there demanding Lot send those men out so that they may know them. They did not want to say, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. When they used the term no, it meant they wanted to have sexual relations with these men. They wanted to sodomize them. The word no has a few meanings to it. In this situation, in biblical times, when they referred to the word no, it signified sexual intercourse. To sodomize is to have anal sexual intercourse. Lot offered his two virgin daughters to the men if they would just go away and leave those men alone in his home. But they didn't want his virgin daughters. They wanted those men that they saw go into Lot's house. As the men of the city tried to force their way past Lot and get into the house, the angels afflicted them with blindness. In reading the story about Sodom and Gomorrah, before it was destroyed, God came down and visited with Abraham. And when Abraham found out what God was going to do, he tried to intercede for Sodom and Gomorrah. And starting at the count of 50, if you read the story, you will find out that he asked God if he found 50 righteous people, would he save the city? And God told him yes. And Abraham continued to count down until he got to 10. And God told Abraham if he found 10 righteous people in that place, he would not destroy it. 10 righteous people were not found in Sodom and Gomorrah. God rained down burning sulfur and destroyed that city. It reads in Genesis 11, 5, and 6. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. When we read the scripture, we might think at first that it's a good thing that everybody's working together on one accord. But what looks good to the eye is not always what truly is happening behind the scenes. The Lord did not see anything good about this unity. He speaks about it when he says nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. People's imagination doesn't always result in a positive change. Imagining also means plotting evil. If God saw something positive and good about that, he would not have confounded their speech and scattered them. God will tap you on the shoulder, convict your spirit when you do something wrong. 
He will put someone in your path to tell you to stop doing that. He will only give so many warnings. In our present day, we make the mistake of believing that God is so loving, he will never bring harm to a person. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Remember, God would not let Moses or his brother enter the promised land that Moses was leading the Israelites to. Moses hit the rock twice in anger instead of speaking to the rock, as he was expected and instructed to do. Think about all the miracles God performed through Moses, the one-on-one relationship he had with Moses. Yet when Moses was disobedient and dishonored God, the Lord took his life and turned the leadership over to Joshua. In our society today, there is all manner of sin that we are guilty of. If it goes against the word of God, it is sin and we are just as obedient as Moses was. Sin is sin. If he would bring judgment upon Moses and his brother for his misstep, why do we convince ourselves that we can do whatever we want and God will overlook it? He will not. Most people don't want to hear this. They only want to hear about God's blessings. They won't ask God to forgive them of their sins and stop doing them. Instead, they believe grace and mercy will cover their sin as they continue to actively and knowingly sin against God. The bottom line, God will step in, intervene, and save that individual who is loyal, dedicated, and love him. God will step in, intervene, and save that individual who is loyal, dedicated to him, and lives his or her life for him in truth. That truth being in their spirit, heart, and how they live for God, as it was with Daniel. God will step in, view the imaginings of people, and see that their wickedness has no limitations. He will scatter them and break up that evil agenda as he did at the Tower of Babel. God will also step in where sin abounds out of control, where people are so far gone in their sin that he knows they will never repent. He will pass judgment and destroy them, wiping their existence from the earth, as it was with Sodom and Gomorrah. In our society today, we are as guilty as Sodom and Gomorrah Actually, we are worse because we have increased technology that makes it easier to spread the sin. Are there some Daniels around who honestly strive in their life to honor God and live for him? The Lord tells us he is coming back for such a church without spot or wrinkle. Tomorrow is not promise, and God did not say that tribulations won't come, as they will. There is no situation where God cannot step in. But I would rather he come and step in as an intervention for me versus judgment and wrath. My closing prayer. Lord, I pray for those who have not given their life to you. I pray that they have a conversation with you, asking that you forgive them of their sins, 
I pray they have the strength to walk away from those sins for good. As you step into each situation, may you find faithful servants who are willing and eager to live their life in service to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And I say, King Jesus will rule them away.